0: We, in this country, we do an amazing job at pretending that we care about life. There's nothing to suggest that this country actually gives a damn. I, I, I have seen no evidence of it.
1: Welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Quality Hank Podcast. I'm Rod Brooks, the homie, Marcus Osborne. My partner in crime on this podcasting venture, here with me as always. My brother, how you doing, boop, boop. man?
0: Good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Loving being back from NOLA. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> but I'm already ready to go back. <laughs> already ready.
1: Yeah, man. Already we're. Uh, I think we're as good as we can be uh, in this country. Mm-hmm. and Just, you know, get right to it. Um, <laughs> another week, another mass shooting. And this one, listen, all mass shootings are... Uh, heartbreaking, they're terrifying—all uh, of those adjectives. But uh, when it involves school shootings, uh, it, mm. it is especially just heart-wrenching. Uh, even if you don't have kids, especially yeah. if you do have school-age kids. And uh, in Uvalde, Texas, in South Texas, uh, earlier this week, uh, an 18-year-old gunman uh, came uh, to an elementary school and killed. Um, uh, 14 18 uh, of, of people, the vast majority of them, children. Um, it, it just, it's, it's sad. It's terrifying. Uh, it's infuriating because something can be done. We know what needs to be done and we know the people, Marcus, who are stopping the right thing from being done. Mm-hmm. And these people uh, will be judged harshly by history And if you believe in an afterlife, they will be judged even more harshly in uh, in eternity. Preach,
0: preach, preach. Yeah, it's. I mean, Rod. We literally last week we were talking about shooting in Buffalo. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) we were just talking about that. It 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 is mind blowing how this continues to happen. And uh, we in this country, we do an amazing job at pretending that we care about life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is no evidence to suggest that we actually do. Mm -hmm. It sounds good as a politician, but we don't really care. We are are very content to have homeless people out in the streets. We're very content to have children starving in this country, living in poverty, not being able to eat. But boy, you better have that kid. (laughs) But we don't want to take care of him. But you better damn well have it. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's just, it's insane I mean, we, we, we are okay with People being murdered in the streets By, by law enforcement By, you know, pretty much anybody the, There's nothing to suggest that this country Actually gives a damn about Human life yeah. I, I, I have seen no evidence of it
1: And these people who profess uh, The overwhelming majority Of them are Republican uh, Politicians, these people who Profess to be pro-life give you, as you mentioned, Marcus, every indication that truly they're not pro-life or they only care about a certain type of, uh, of life. Uh, these people, um, Dan Patrick, the Lieutenant governor of Texas, who I am ashamed Mm. to say, gave me my first job. I would not have had the career in radio I had. I wouldn't be here talking to you right now if it weren't for Dan Patrick. Uh, but he's a ghoul. He's a death (laughs) merchant. along with Texas Governor Greg Abbott, along with mm-hmm. Ted Cruz and John Corcoran, uh the two uh, Texas senators, along with other Republican lawmakers whose uh, names uh, don't need to be mentioned, but we know who they are. All of these people mm-hmm. who stop common sense gun legislation, these people yeah. are death merchants. They are ghouls yeah. of the worst order and they are awash in NRA money. Because listen, man, can we agree that 18-year-old children, and yes, you are an adult legally when you're 18, but if you can remember being 18, you remember not necessarily being fully capable of making a rational decision. If anything, at 18 years old, you make irrational decisions, which is why you can't rent a car until you're 25, which is why 18-year-olds can't drink because they cannot make it. rational adult decisions. Can we agree that an 18-year-old should not be able to purchase a killing machine, because 18-year-olds yep. are not capable of making rational decisions all the time, every time. And when you have an irrational mm-hmm. person with a gun in their hand, a killing machine, you will
0: get what we just got in Buffalo and yeah. in Uvalde, Texas. Yeah, man. I, I, you know, I, I listened to these cats talk about, I sat and watched. Texas Texas governor's uh, press conference yesterday, Ugh. and <laughs> I, I, all he was all he just kept saying, you know what, what we need, what these families need is love. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. That's not what they need. They don't need your love. They don't need your condolences. They don't need your thoughts or your prayers. They need you to step the fuck up and figure out a way to stem the tide. This country we ha- we have more gun deaths than any other country in the world. And by the way, we're not the only country that loves its guns. Yep. Canada loves its guns. <laughs> and they don't have people getting murdered in the amounts that we do with gun violence. I don't know what the root cause of it is. I just know that we have a problem. And you and I, are both southern, bo- southern boys, so guns are not a new thing to me. Oh, no. and i'm not i'm not bothered by people owning guns and i sure. hate that it's it's always presented as a zero sum game where it's this binary thing either you have guns or you take the guns away no it's called common sense just like you said have some reasonable laws they want to talk about mental health these cats haven't given a shit about mental health in years or else they wouldn't have shut down the mental health hospitals when Reagan was president. So don't sure. give me this shit that you care about mental health. We wouldn't have all these homeless people out there if you cared about mental health. Don't give me that crap. I And I, I do agree. Mental health in this country is an issue. And it's becoming a bigger issue every year for various reasons. Yep. But if you get... Mental health is probably part, also part of the reason that these shootings occur. But there needs to be a combination of things happening. We need to deal with the issue of mental health. We also need to deal with anybody, just any old body, being able to get a goddamn rifle, a killing machine, as you perfectly stated. We need to deal with stupid laws like pe- people being able to <clears throat> bring guns into bars and churches. For what? For what? And the NRA's hypocritical ass. I just saw a, a press release where they're not allowing guns in when Yo, Trump yeah. is there. Yeah, it's yeah. it's mind yeah. blowing.
1: Yeah, it's just it's it's mind blowing, and it 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 just makes your blood boil. But you know, we should have known, and and this is hindsight talking. We should have known we were doomed mm-hmm. when nothing happened after Sandy Hook. You know, yes. when uh, an elementary school uh, was uh, was breached and a gunman went in and killed <laughs> dozens of people, many of them, the majority of them, children. Uh, nothing yes. happened after Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook followed Columbine, and nothing happened after mm-hmm. Columbine except an NRA convention, I believe, in Denver or maybe Colorado Springs, which is not far from from Columbine High School, uh, where uh, you know where that mass shooting uh, took place. And now here we are, in 2022, and what happens after another school shooting, an NRA convention in the same state? Yeah where the school shooting took place only a few days prior. The NRA, as we tape this, having their convention, I am ashamed to say, in my hometown of Houston, Texas, in the same building, the George R. Brown Convention Center, where I graduated high school. So mm. it's an all-purpose mm. building. I guess they've they finally gotten their money's worth out of it. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's, 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 yeah, you, you know, you just – you just hope something changes. Uh, you hope the the attitude in this country towards guns and and politicians uh, that changes. But we love our guns in this country. We, uh, we do people, Hispanic people. We love our guns. We love and them. We've been our we guns do. for two hundred years, and this is an uphill battle. But it's an uphill battle we need to fight. And Steve Kerr. Golden State Warriors head coach, uh, I think, said mm. best. A lot of things uh, great in the press conference a few days ago, or a statement he made a few days ago prior to, uh, to uh, Game 5 or 4 of the Western Conference Finals. It, it, Steve Kerr said that it's not just a mental health issue in terms of guns and gun violence in this country. It is a public health issue, and we need to treat it as such. Here's the sad part about it. As you just stated, Marcus, when it comes to public health, we don't really put our best foot forward in this country in terms of recognizing it and dealing with it as a community and our politicians being in, involved in being the leaders. We just we just haven't gotten that.
0: Mm, Preach it. Uh, I'm going to I want to dive a little bit deeper into this uh, in the juice segment, but uh, mm-hmm. you can go ahead and, and transition us.
1: Yeah man let's let's make the trans transition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> now was something completely. different. Um, you know what, let's, let's just go right to sports. Man let's just go right to uh, to the Warriors. As we uh, as we record this, uh the Warriors are fresh off of dispatching the Dallas Mavericks in the Western Conference Finals. A gentleman sweep took them five games. Uh the Warriors to do it. The Warriors back in the finals for uh, the sixth time in eight years uh, for mm. insight into how this uh, current Warrior squad coalesced to become uh, an NBA power. Once again, check out uh, our recent podcast we did with Warriors Play by Play Voice and a uh, friend of uh, the Quality Hang podcast, Bob Fitzgerald. He's uh, really great. In terms of how this Warrior team that doesn't have Kevin Durant got a bunch of new faces, but you still got, uh, you got Steph and Traymond and uh, Clay Thompson, how this group was able to, uh, to get back into the mix. And Marcus, I know you being a, uh, a big Dubs fan, you were a little bit scared of the Dallas Mavericks. If you're scared, yeah. you scared of the Warriors, did that yeah. thing, brother?
0: Yeah, yeah, I was very nervous. I'm not even going to – very, <laughs> very nervous. Uh, just because I felt like Dallas uh, defensively had given the Warriors problems all year long um, and then watching what they did to I- – I told you I was never worried about Phoenix. Dallas was a team I was really scared scared of. Um, they shoot the three a lot. The Warriors' three point oh, wow. defense it it can be leaky. It can be very leaky. And a team like Dallas, once they get hot, as you see, that it just it's a contagious thing. They just start raining them. So I was nervous about that, uh, and I guess I should not have been. <laughs> I guess I should not have been. <laughs> Dallas
1: is absolutely right they shoot the three. That's all really they do. And when they started falling in game four, it was just a snowball rolling downhill and and, and the Warriors, I think, and and we've seen this before with, with other teams. Um, They're human. Once it really got going and the Warriors knew that, that, that it was going to be a problem. They just tipped the king and just said to hell with it. We'll get it in game five. And that's, that's, you know, that's a strategy that could be somewhat problematic, but the Warriors went on ahead and, and took care of business. So, again, as we tape this, uh, the Eastern Conference final is still ongoing, but the Celtics are one game away from uh, becoming champs of the East. And it looks like it, it's going to be the Celtics. Um, I, I think it's going to be a great finals if we get this uh, this matchup of Warriors-Celtics. The Warriors are a better shooting team than uh, the Celtics. But, Marcus, you want to talk about <clears throat> Dallas's defense, Boston's defense is rugged, and they have size, too, and that could be yeah. a problem for the Warriors. Like I said, I, I, yep. I think it's going to be a classic. I think it's going to go seven games. I'm going to roll with the Warriors because, again, the Warriors shooting. And the Warriors, we know defensively, too, uh, are, are a very good squad. I'm also going with the Warriors because they got home court advantage. Uh, by Only reason of a two game uh, uh, advantage in the regular season win column. So give me the dubs at seven. And I think it's going to be a great series.
0: I'm hedging, but I would say Warriors in seven only because of the home court advantage. I just think that, uh, and actually, you know, people are talking about Robert Williams being out. I think that might be helpful to the Celtics in this particular series. I think Robert Williams being out, I think he may not have been useful for the for the Celtics if he's out the entire series. I think the Celtics are a better matchup for the Warriors if Robert Williams is not there, um, and it's going to be scary. The Warriors and Celtics are one and two defensively during the playoffs. Uh, obviously, the Warriors are scoring a bit better, but it's scary, dude. As a Warriors honk, is this very very frightening to me? Uh, I Jason Tatum is not the guy I'm worried about. A guy I'm worried about is Jalen Brown.
1: <laughs> he's the cat
0: who scares me.
1: Hey, man, Jalen Brown in this series against Miami has been getting to the rack anytime, once, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. know the Warriors. Uh, you know, Kevon Looney is their dude, and he's playing big. But the Warriors really don't have a lot of rim protection. Uh, they don't really have any uh, rim uh, rim Mm-mm. protection. So I'm 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 with you on that one. Jalen Brown uh, went to Cal. Uh, so that's yeah. gonna be a storyline to follow. Jalen Brown is uh, is one. Who's going to check him? Clay. Um boy,
0: because yeah, I, I feel like Wigg- Wiggins put- is going to be on uh, on uh, Jason.
1: I might want to put Clay. I mean, it's going to change, but just for me, sure. I might put Clay on Tatum. See if we can we can put that fire out before it starts. The problem though is that. Does Clay get in foul trouble? You know if he's really got to chase Tatum. So I, I think the, the the main overarching point is you mentioned Wiggins and the job that Wiggins did on Luca, in uh, in the mm-hmm. West final and cannot be uh, talked about enough. The fact is is that you do have a guy alongside Clay and Andrew Wiggins who can play perimeter defense and, uh, and stay in front of a guy and look good doing it. So you know as this Warrior story continues to be written, and then when it's all said and done, Andrew Wiggins' emergence. Uh, offensively, and what we saw to him defensively in the Western Conference Finals is uh, that's a guy that's going to make himself—he's uh, going to make himself some money here in the uh, in the future. But Facts. Man, outstanding series, it really, really is. Facts. Been the two best teams, uh, you know, up there uh, pretty much all season long, and I, you know, I think of previous finals when the Warriors were seeing the Cavaliers way too many times. Like they're going to beat these guys; they're clearly the better team. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, and I wouldn't be—I I, I wouldn't be overwhelmingly disappointed if the Celtics won. I think they'd be worthy champions if they beat the, the Warriors. Yeah. they're, yeah. they're capable of doing that.
0: Yeah, they absolutely are. And, and speaking of which, um, I wonder. So I came up with this bit about doing some unpopular uh, opinions hoops uh-huh. edition.
1: <laughs> being an asshole that's what you want to call this bit yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah
0: and I thought about maybe maybe moving forward we could come up with and because it's really about uh, just kind of rethinking some of your previous opinions and perspectives and maybe I, I'm thinking about calling it upon further review okay, so we'll just right. noodle that for a little bit because I, I look at these unpopular opinions and they're really just things that I've kind of changed my mind about okay um, So I'll give you these, and you, you might pop some, throw some in yourself. The first ones. This is probably gonna make people mad. Michael Jordan is not the greatest player of all time.
1: Get up, dog! No, 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 no. You know what? The name of this. Let, Let me game. finish. Let Stop. me finish.
0: No, no. I, I have a legitimate reason I say this.
1: Okay. And
0: because this is gonna really make people mad. Not only is Michael J- Jordan not the greatest player of all time, he's not the second best.
1: Come on, dog. Come or the on.
0: He and hey, wait, wait, wait. Okay. And he's not the th- third best.
1: Man. He's on the Mount.
0: He's wait, wait. Just let me just hear me out. He's oh on God. the Mount Rushmore. Okay. He's on the Mount Rushmore. But he's I. There are three players. If here's where I look at it. If I'm starting a team, uh huh. Who do I start that team with? Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson is the very first player I would draft if I was having an all-time NBA players draft why because Michael uh, magic Johnson is incredibly skilled there's nothing he can't do uh and he's an amazing leader he is a guy who galvanizes teams and people love him they don't hate him they love playing with magic yeah and the okay. guy he the guy went to eight fi- nine finals eight or nine finals <clears throat> eight finals in the eight I like I, I just don't think you can. And he played every position as a rookie right, in the finals and was MVP. This guy could have been an all-star at any position in basketball.
1: Let me tell you why you're flat-out wrong. Love magic. And listen, if, if you wanted to make a case for Kareem Abdul-Jafar being the greatest basketball player of all time, I would listen to that. But here's why Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player of all time greatest athlete to ever play the game, not named LeBron. But but Michael Jordan mm. at 6'6", six, six, okay? At, yes, at six, yes. Six, dominated the NBA at a time when guards were not supposed to dominate the NBA. Guards dominate the NBA right now because <clears> of free ball and because of rules being changed that you can't hand check them. There's freedom of movement. You can't just elbow a dude when he's running through the lane. Back when Mike J played, it was almost hand-to-hand combat. A guard, a six-six guard. Six-six is good size, but when you're talking about the NBA, of the 80s, yeah, he wasn't a, he wasn't no
0: little dude.
1: Okay, but but again, you're talking about the NBA of the '80s and '90s, where you regularly mm-hmm. had six ten, six eleven, seven foot and over guys dominating the sport. He was a guard who dominated the sport that was dominated yeah. by big men at the time, and he slayed them all, except for one. Akeem Abdul Olajuwon, because they never got a chance to play. It's just a Houston.
0: <laughs>
1: but for Michael Jordan as a guard, a guard, a shooting mm-hmm, guard, mm-hmm. right. for him to dominate right. the NBA at a time when the big man was the dominant force in the game, that's why he's the greatest player of all time. To go along with the fact that he's one of the greatest defenders of all time. To go along Facts. with the fact, as I mentioned, along with Bill Russell – and and Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan is one of, if not the greatest winner in the NBA. Again, with all respect to Bill Russell and his thirteen rings. So listen, I love Magic. I'm not gonna say nothing ever <laughs> about Magic, the basketball player, <laughs> the greatest basketball player of all time is Michael Jordan. Stop. Full stop. Dog. Come on now.
0: You you know you know who else was a guard and dominated Magic Johnson.
1: Dominate like Mike. Come on, man. He didn't dominate. I like mean, Jordan won he the He didn't. Game and defensive Player of the Year in the same year as
0: guard. Great, Stop it. Great. Great. Magic <laughs> is the guy who you build your team around. Magic is the dude who you, you could put, you could put Remember the idea of making your teammates better? That came from Magic Johnson. Okay. That came from Magic Johnson. That was he was the inventor of that whole Make your teammates better thing. The guy you could pretty much put anybody on the team with magic and you're going to win and magic can do anything, anything. I'm t- I watching I actually sat down and watched that uh, finals game game. Uh, game. huh? He, couldn't he
1: can do what, what he do He couldn't do nearly the things that Michael Jordan could do. Ma- I mean listen, they're, they're two different players for sure. Magic was a point guard. Michael mm, Jordan. Well, that's, sure. that's true. That's true. Like, completely different positions two completely different games however if you want to talk mm-hmm. about somebody dominating a game magic Johnson it, it, it's he dominated a game by his ability to 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 get everybody involved and that is a skill that that that, that is a skill that is to be appreciated in basketball you mm-hmm. want to talk about pure domination pure brute force domination other than Wilt. Other than Shaq, Mike J is that dude, and he's a guard that's doing it. He dominated as a guard in a league where the big man was the dominant force. Come on now.
0: True. So did Magic. do So did Magic. Man. So did Magic. I don't, I don't like this. So did Magic. Because it's and, and you know, listen, you know who I didn't I didn't put on there, but I was going to your boy Larry Bird. I, both both. Dude,
1: that. All right. Dominated like did. I'm not gonna say nothing bad about Larry Bird either. But come on, get out of here with that. I've
0: I've I've always felt this way. I've always felt this way. I I if somebody I I always tell folks if I was drafting a team, I, the first p- player I picked would be Magic Johnson.
1: Let me give you something right here the, right now. Magic Johnson and Larry Bird would pick themselves. You know who they pick? What? Well,
0: that's because they don't. They don't know any better. They're being humble.
1: Oh man, man.
0: And 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 Larry Larry will say that publicly, but you know Larry don't really believe anybody was ever better than him.
1: They know Michael's you know. better than them. Yeah, right when they got they old. Know. They know. <laughs> when they when they got <laughs> old. You get out of here.
0: all right. <laughs> uh, you want to hear my other ones? Here's another one, uh, upon, upon further review. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I was watching Max Kellerman today. and actually even tweeted about this. Max Kellerman said that wow. the, the Golden State Warriors would have lost the finals to the Cleveland Cavaliers 2014-2015 um, if Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love had been healthy. And that has become sort of like, quote, conventional wisdom. But I'm like, wait a minute. Hang on, let me go. I don't, that's not true. That can't be true. I go back and look. I'm like, yes, that's right. I, I remember this. The Warriors won 67 games that year. The Cavs won 53 games that year. I, I, if it, No matter who they are, and I, you know I hate the if thing, but I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. That's just pure, that's purely hate. Because these dudes won 67 games the year before they won 72, 73. And the fact of the matter is, the Warriors were the number one defensive team in the league. They were the number two offensive team in the league. And I do, if I remember correctly, Cleveland was like 18th defensively. Like, they were never going to beat the Warriors. They probably ended up beating them in six, just like they ended up doing. And by the way, the last three games were blowouts.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to entertain that fake ESPN. Let's start an argument with revisionist history bullshit. That's not even worth my time. <laughs> see what that is. Stop it. Here's my next one. All right.
0: The Detroit Pistons, one of the five greatest, greatest teams of all time, 88, 89 Pistons, 89, 80, 89, 90 Pistons, they they were incredible, and we it's it's easy for us to kind of forget how good they were.
1: Are you but they on? They were A's fucking. A's? Are you on? They were A's? fucking great.
0: Mm-mm, mm-mm, oh,
1: a- now, what are you
0: mm-mm. talking about? Mm-mm. The loaded. They were loaded. The Seventy loaded
1: 70 to start. Okay. After that, it's the put them in any order you want to. I'm just I'm throwing them out here. The '86 Celtics. The 87 Lakers, mm, the
0: yes, that's
1: Warrior team, even though they didn't win the championship. Miss- <clears throat>
0: I got to take them out. I got to oh. take them out. They didn't get the ring. They didn't get the ring. I got to take them out.
1: Stop it right now. That team <laughs> is better than that pistol. My God, in the Lakers team early 70s that won, what was it, 30-something games in a row? That Detroit squad maybe is top 10. But it's the bottom of the top 10.
0: Top 10? Get yeah. out of here. These 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 cats were loaded. Oh. They were loaded. Loaded. How many Hall of Famers were on that team? Dumars, Isaiah.
1: I don't care. You know, Rodman,
0: maybe, Chuck Daly.
1: I'm not saying it's not a great team. It's not a top five Oh, team. man. I just gave you mm. five teams. Stop it.
0: You gave, you, you gave them to me. That, that doesn't mean they were right, but you gave them to me. I accept that you have given them to me, and I appreciate your generosity.
1: Okay, so other than the <laughs> drivers, you would take them out for not winning the ring and find I'll entertain that somewhat asinine argument, which of those other teams <laughs> put that Piston squad that you so, for whatever reason revere, which of those teams would you put that Piston squad over? Because I, I
0: would have
1: Celtics or I, the eighty six Lakers or the 72-win I, Bulls. Team, so that's three.
0: No, I would have it in, in no in no in no particular order. I would have the 2018-19 uh, Warriors. I would have the uh, 87 have Lakers. The I would have...
1: Wait, 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 huh? wait, wait, wait. That Warrior team in 19, didn't they lose it in the finals?
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 17-18, 17-18, uh, sorry, 17-18. Oh,
1: that's the team with Durant, but that's not... Okay, gotcha.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So that team, um, the 87 Lakers... Um, the the Bulls, the seventy two win Bulls. Right. I would have the Pistons there, and then maybe the eighty six Celtics. Oh. Maybe the eighty six Celtics. Come on, man. maybe, maybe. You, so which which Pistons
1: team of the the two championship teams? Because they went back. Did they go back to back? So you're talking that first
0: champion? Yeah, they did. They okay. did the first one. That first one.
1: You're and they they
0: the- spanked the. Yeah, they spanked. I mean, they spanked the Lakers did he sweep the Lakers?
1: And that's the series where Magic and Byron Scott tore their hamstrings, right?
0: Yeah. They, sw- they swept them, right?
1: Right, because Magic and Byron Scott didn't play because they both tore their hamstrings.
0: Don't matter why. Oh, my
1: God. Don't matter why. Oh, my Don't God. Don't matter why. Well, guy gets- winning is winning. Wait a minute. So a guy Sweep gets- is a sweep. Greatest player of all time. Doesn't play because his hamstring is blown up. And, you- and the Pistons beat that squad without him. And I guess <laughs> your third best player in Byron Scott. And you're saying because their piston squad beat the Lakers without Magic Johnson and Byron Scott, they're one of the greatest teams of all time over the '86 yeah. Celtics. You are on a
0: cussed stop. Injuries are injuries are a part of the game, baby. That's the best, best part of the game. Man, attrition attrition is part of the journey of a championship. I mean, that's just what it is. You can't make an excuse for it. you get to the finals. You get to the finals. Can't make any can't make any excuses.
1: I'm just telling you. That that Pistons squad, and we're talking the same era.
0: Why, why are you hating? Why are you hating?
1: I'm, you know I'm not why hating. Why are you hating? <laughs> why are you talking about why are you hating? <laughs> we're talking the same era. That 88, that 89 Pistons team would not beat the 86 Celtics. They couldn't beat the 86 Celtics back in 1886 and 1887. Stop it. That's right. Do do that? Stop it. Well, actually,
0: they, they, that's, that's actually right. Uh, but that's because they were young. But by the time they were seasoned, they were ready to rock, and, and nobody could in, really fuck with them. In, in
1: 1989, Larry Bird had the back of a 78 year old woman.
0: <laughs> this is true. Also, this is, is also true. But then you can make the same you can make the same excuse about the the Bulls beating the the Pistons in night in, in in 90. You can make the same excuse. Isaiah was hurt. The, the the Pistons actually had a, had a bunch of injuries that year against the Bulls. And also don't forget in the finals against the Lakers, the the uh, Lakers weren't healthy. James Worthy was hurt. So I mean that's what I'm saying. We could always make excuses about injuries.
1: Ain't nobody making excuses. You are killing me right now with this.
0: Oh my god. Uh, you, wanna hear, you wanna hear some more? Oh,
1: I mean why not? I'm all- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, here we go. Here we go. Uh there's nothing more there, there's nothing more overrated than nineties defense in NBA, period.
1: Uh yeah, I, I I will agree with you on that. I will absolutely agree with
0: not, you. Not, oh, right. we do we ha- all right, we are sympathetic Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. N- '90s into two thousand. Uh especially once you got past the turn of the century, it was not a good time for NBA basketball, as far as watchability, as far as aesthetics are concerned, I, I I will agree with you on that. But that was just part of the deal in the nineties. You could be a lot more physical, and it made yeah a <clears throat> uh, it, yeah uh,
0: my 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 issue with that was always when I hear people kind of denigrate players of the day, talking, "Oh, they're soft. They couldn't have played in the 90s. Uh, sure, they could have. Of course, they, Steph Curry could have played then. He's too small. Really, is he smaller than Allen Iverson? Is he smaller than Isaiah Thomas?
1: No, you're right. You're right. Is he right. is he
0: smaller Is he smaller than Muggsy Bogues? <laughs> Get out of here!
1: But he but he wouldn't have been the three point shooter just because. Well, it's, it is a different game. The emphasis on the three wasn't there in the in the lane. <laughs> um, Yeah, they
0: may not have they may not have let him shoot like that.
1: Right. He, he just the coaches the coaches. You would have been a different player for sure, but his mid range would have been as deadly as his story ball is right now. Yeah, would have been ooh we.
0: I actually think that defense defenses are a lot more difficult to um, uh, to remedy. Now, I think it's there's so many different defenses people throw at these teams. You have to be really smart to dissect hey, these things.
1: Hey, we and we saw this in in the the West Finals. The Warriors just completed with the Mavericks.
0: You yeah. throw yeah.
1: an NBA team and it locks them up.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: What the fuck is this? Why is this <laughs> in a portion of the court and not guarding me? It is it is hilarious because they just don't see it. Yep. And I mean, it's just they're unfamiliar with it. Um, and it really doesn't go anywhere beyond that. But I do find it funny to see extraordinarily skilled professional basketball players be faced with a zone. And it just it it locks them up completely. And listen, this happened to the Warriors in that series uh, that they lost to against the Raptors. Toronto. Yeah. They threw that box and one because Steph yep. was killing them. When they threw that box and what at the Warriors, the Warriors are like hey, Wow.
0: <laughs> Smart. No, no nobody else could shoot.
1: Nobody else could shoot. No,
0: <laughs> nobody else could shoot. I mean, how do you beat that body beat the zone? You shoot over it and they had nobody else who could shoot. So that was the end of that. At <laughs> <laughs> that
1: point. It was an absolute rap at that point.
0: Oh. You got any more? Right, I got I got one more. One more, and one more. Up, upon further review, maybe Kevin Durant is a little overrated.
1: <sighs>
0: and I'll, and I'll, I'll give you my reasoning. I don't think he's over. I don't think he's overrated as a talent. I don't think he's overrated as a scorer. But from a legacy standpoint, when we look back over his career, his Biggest successes came when he joined the Warriors. He was, um, I mean, he was at his peak, um, offensively and defensively. They had him playing defense with the Warriors. But when you think about it, he also played with he also played with Russell Westbrook and James uh, James Harden, James Harden. He also played on probably one of the most talented teams I've ever seen, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and they never. Ever really did anything, and you go okay. Well, you know, maybe it was just playing with Russ. Maybe it was the coaching, et cetera, et cetera. But then you go to the Warriors; they win. Then he leaves. He gets teamed up with Kyrie. Gets teamed up with Harden. Gets uh, same stuff. Well, I I don't. I'm I'm not I'm not certain he's going to win again.
1: I'm
0: not certain. It wouldn't shock. Put it this way: it wouldn't shock me if he never won another finals.
1: It, it would shock me if he didn't win another finals, and here's why. I don't think he's going to win one in Brooklyn, and I think once that becomes very obvious to him, if it hasn't already, he's going to go somewhere else. Uh, players, especially players of his stature, of Durant's stature, they they, they got the hammer now. And the contracts mm-hmm. and contractual sort of uh, obligations, if you will be damned, if they want out, they're going to get out. They're going to go basically wherever they want to go. So I think he's going to win another title again i just don't think it's going to be in brooklyn now when it comes to durant it 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 gets really complicated because he's such a mercurial figure but in my mind he's one of the 10 greatest basketball players of all time that man's skill set is unlike anything we've ever seen in this league and yes his his legacy now in his legacy, whatever it eventually ends up being when his career is over, is going to be very complicated and it's going to be dissected a lot. And a lot of what you said there, there is some truth. But I do want to go back to Oklahoma City. They were young mm-hmm. and actually also got broken up. Because you remember Oklahoma City, yeah. they kind of had to make a Sophie's choice and they decided to let James sure. Harden maybe for the best. Uh, and once Harden and, and Russell Westbrook, I, you know, he's not necessarily my type of hype in terms of just basketball. I don't get into all that stuff because I just don't have time. But, yep. but Russell Westbrook, is, is, he's a hard guy to play with because he's so ball dominant. and He was very ball dominant back then when he was younger and his knees weren't, uh, right. weren't, weren't barking at him. Durant had great success with the Warriors, but he fit with them so well, Marcus, because of what he could do offensively and the fact that his weak side defense, especially guarding the rim, was exactly what the Warriors needed because they didn't necessarily have a big man. They didn't not necessarily they didn't have a big man who could do that. So I think I, I don't knock Kevin Durant. I don't lock his time with the Warriors. saying, well, he, he was with Stephen Clay and Dream on. He won. I don't think they win if he if he wasn't there with them at that time because of what he brought to them. Durant skill set wise, that like I said, I just I think skills wise he's just a great basketball player. I do think he's a little bit flighty. And I love the comparison. I wish I could remember who said it so I could accurately give them uh, a credit for this. But in terms of Durant leaving the Warriors and going to Brooklyn, someone said it's like a guy having an established job at a Fortune 500 company making big money. He's got everything he wants and he dumps it all to go work at his buddy's startup where they you know, <laughs> where they uh, have a peanut butter sandwich restaurant you know some crazy shit yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that it's funny you know, <laughs> it's true and i get people say that he ring ch- ring chases and all of that stuff but that man don't bother so- me it doesn't bother me either it's so yeah. good and it's so valuable and so many people want it and would want it and when you when you have that marketable skill that he has hey man if you have the ability to go elsewhere and do what he does on a basketball court, I just don't ever have a problem with it. So when it comes to him being overrated, nah, man, I just can't see it because the dude is that good of a basketball player. Even if personality wise, he rubs you the wrong way.
0: Yeah, I, I, I I'm a big KD fan. I, I have always kind of rooted for him to do well. I, I, feel like he gets, I feel like he gets uh, a really bad time. Uh, mm-hmm. For for really, I mean, a lot of it is his own doing, but I just think he's one of these cats who's you know really a unique personality. Obviously, a very introspective guy. Um, obviously, a very sensitive fella. Um, I've I've never knocked Katie. I I think he's great.
1: Well, I don't mean that in a bad way. Where he's sensitive, mm-hmm. being sensitive yeah. is not a bad thing. Being sensitive shouldn't be looked at as a negative or it shouldn't be a pejorative you throw at someone. It's okay yeah. to be sensitive about yourself, how you're perceived or whatever, I don't think that makes you soft. I don't think that makes you weak at all.
0: Not at all. Especially when we're talking about mental health, we need to be open to men being vulnerable like that. Um, I, I guess I just feel like like the more time passes and as his career continues to unfold, I feel like there's something, there's an intangible something that's missing from KD that. He does not seem to, from my perspective, be one of these guys. I, kind of the way I feel about Kyrie to a far later, uh, lesser extent. But where I feel like if you're not scoring, I'm not sure you're offering a hell of a lot more. Well, I,
1: I'll I'll say this in in response to that is, and this is this is with step two. Gravity.
0: Even mm-hmm.
1: when Steph's not scoring, Steph's getting a lot of attention. There's at least there's one person that's guarding him. There's another person that has the responsibility of being near Steph to help. Mm-hmm. And there's another person whose responsibility is keep an eye on him. So he's got two arms, six eyes, <laughs> and and everybody's attention <laughs> on him. I think the same thing with Durant. So. He's not the passer that LeBron is, but because of the attention he commands, he gets open shots for other people. And when you're the type of, but to me, that's just as valuable as being an assist guy. When you can get wide open shots for other people and you can get your own, that's a very, very valuable skill. So I I do think that even if Durant is not out, you know, there's only a couple of times a year where he's not scoring well, you know, if he has an off game or a bad game, what have you. But when he's not doing that, you're still paying attention to Kevin Durant. And if you make a mistake and there's a wide open shot for Joe Harris, or there's a wide open shot for Kyrie Irving or, you know, James Harden, who was with him for a little while, that's a really good shot and a really good time for that offense. So that's why that's I think that's part of Kevin Durant's very unique skill set, and it's a skill set a lot of people don't have. Steph is probably that other guy where even when he's not shooting, he's commanding a lot of attention.
0: So what's it going to take for KD? Because if it's simply a matter of if it's simply a matter of him playing with a, another ball dominant player, well. It doesn't seem like he wants to get away from that because he chose Kyrie so yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and James Harden. So that doesn't work. And he knows it doesn't work because he experienced it in Oklahoma City when he was playing with Westbrook and Harden. Then it doesn't make sense to me if you really care about winning and your legacy and all that stuff that you would leave a situation that you yourself said was bad mm-hmm. and you yourself through a lot of subtweeting Said that you couldn't play with Russell Westbrook, et cetera. And then you go to a team that is built on passing and move movement and motion. And you leave that for whatever reason, you leave that situation. And then you go to another situation that's essentially almost like your Oklahoma City situation.
1: Well, I think there is like, this, this is just my own personal opinion. I think there is a little bit of I I want my own I want my own spot. I want to run my own team, and and I don't. I'm not saying that there was jealousy, you know, in terms of how Durant looked at Steph, but we all we all know sure. that it wasn't going to be his team, yeah. and that's important to yeah. to some guys. That it's 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 my team, what have you. It's very yep. important, guys. Yep. LeBron, uh, for yeah. example. So I, I think there was a, a lot of that, and I think there's also the idea that you thought he thought it was going to be easy, that it was just going to be you get me and a couple other scores out there. And we just gonna we just gonna run them out of the gym. Well, it's not that easy. Um, and and proving,
0: seen- proving once again that players cannot play GM.
1: <laughs> no, you're right. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> and listen, we, we could can see it. It's not easy because and just circle back to the Warriors here. You know they're they're back in the finals for the sixth time in eight year eight years, but it took a lot for them to get there. You know, I mean these last sure. couple of years it's it's been a motherfucker for uh for yep. the Warriors. But the, the 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 personnel has changed and it hasn't changed, you know, with them getting younger and different players and Jordan Poole, but you're cl- clearly having Steph and Clay and Draymond, you know, that that's going to give you an advantage that no other team has because well no other team has those three guys. But what hasn't mm-hmm. changed even though some of the players have and some haven't, what hasn't changed is how the Warriors get down offensively. It's ball movement and yep. body movement, good shot to great shot. And when you buy into that, and when you have the players who have the skill set to make that happen, and you got guys who are committed to playing defense, you can That's get back the key. after having a couple of down years.
0: That's the key. Uh, one of the things I've always respected about the the Warriors during this run And even prior to Steve Kerr getting there, was Mark Jackson came in. Whatever Mark Jackson's uh, blemishes are, he brought a defensive mindset to that team. And when he was, as a matter of fact, I think when Mark Jackson left, the Warriors were top three defensive team in the league, and that never changed from the time after Steve Kerr got there. He continued that. I I don't know if KD's teams are ever going. Maybe this is a Steve Nash issue. I don't know, but it doesn't seem like the Nets or whatever team KD goes to, are probably going to be very interested in playing defense.
1: Well, I mean, I, it, I'm just going to stay with what we know. This this current Nets situation, their whole thing was always, we're just going to outscore them. They, they thought mm, that they would never works of, of the baddest mofos out there in score yeah. the basketball. Put them on the same team, and we going to get a buck 20. Are you going to be able to match us on that? And what again what we're finding out is it's just it's
0: not that easy. It's just simply not that easy. It, it never works. And what and you know what's interesting is when we think about like all every time one of these teams put together a quote unquote all star team, they don't win. Yeah. No. For whatever reason. I remember the Lakers with Kobe and they picked up Carl Malone and Gary Payton and they ended up getting swept and everybody Oh my god, these guys are gonna Wait, kill. 100%.
1: And they got swept combined so you
0: know i'm not <laughs> huh well i'm just saying the, it seems like people talk about super teams but like most of these quote-unquote super teams they have a bunch of role plays they're not all all-stars You're right. You're right. And, if, and, and if those superstars don't decide to, at the top of the order that we're all going to play our role it doesn't that's what almost hurt the the heat because everybody was still trying to play superstar they had to settle into some roles you're right. And You're right. when the Warriors were actually better, I, they got, you know, DeMarcus Cousins and they got Durant. And everybody thought, oh, my God, there's all these all-stars here. And, yeah, yeah, They win because they have, at core, that was grown there. And it, it's across all sports, I think.
1: Hey, I tell you what, I guarantee you Brooklyn Nets would love to have Spencer Dinwiddie on their squad right now, you know.
0: What a red- ridiculous trade. <laughs> 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 oh, my God.
1: <laughs> that's the type of dude you need on your squad to go with your superstars. A guy like Spencer Dinwiddie, who's a really, really good basketball player, but he's not necessarily a superstar. But he has a skill mm-hmm. that is elite. That dude can ball. He is a yep. scorer, and that's the kind of dude you need to fill out your roster. And the Brooklyn Nets have issued him for three superstars.
0: How much better would the Lakers have been if they had made that trade uh for buddy healed originally instead of going for russell westbrook how much better would they have been if they had kept uh caruso
1: oh yeah 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 listen because listen they would have had shooting what they didn't have Mm -hmm. i I think the latest problems Mm -hmm. were bigger than that but if they would have had caruso and or healed let's just say both of those guys um they make the playoffs i'm not saying that they're a top 14 oh yeah maybe there's sure
0: sure but they make the playoffs
1: the Lakers would have made the playoffs because, if, listen, shooting and and quiet is kept, you know. Don't sleep on Caruso. Don't 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 let the skin tone fool you. Oh boy can get He's to nice. the rack and he will yam on you. Yeah, man. Yes,
0: and he He's and he nice. can do you up. He can do you up. Absolutely.
1: Uh, All right, <laughs> let's move on. Let's get into some uh, let's get into some pop culture stuff. Um, a couple of things I'm interested in television wise. Uh, the hmm. new Obi-Wan TV show has uh, has premiered. The uh, first two episodes, I believe, as we tape this, are out on uh, Disney Plus. Ewan McGregor uh, back in the role as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, he was Obi-Wan in the Star Wars prequels: uh, Phantom Menace, uh, Attack of the Clones, and uh, and uh, what's the third one? I'm blanking on it. Ba 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 ba. Revenge of the Sith. Uh, uh, Sith, and- yes. Yes, it is getting uh, great reviews. I cannot wait to watch it. I'm not necessarily a Star Wars fanboy. I would consider myself a Star Wars nerd, but I'm really. <laughs> <satisfied>. <laughs> and if I'm understanding the time is going. We're going to look back at how Obi Wan became Obi Wan, how we got into the Jedi Order, all of that stuff. But a lot of it is going to yeah. center on uh, what we saw at uh, at uh, the end of. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, where Obi Wan takes Luke Skywalker to his aunt and uncle on uh, Tatooine, and he uh, then goes into hiding as the other Jedi do. Obi Wan does, and he's watching over uh, Luke Skywalker as uh, as Anakin, Darth Vader is hellbent on finding his son and yeah. uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. So yes, I am a Star Wars nerd, and I'm proud to
0: say. <laughs> I'm a big Star Wars fan too, man. I think that's our generation in general. We we kind of, that's kind of our thing. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the series. I haven't, had, unfortunately, my work hours keep me from seeing stuff that I want to see. But when I get the chance to binge a bunch of shit, I will definitely take the time out and sit around and watch TV all day long.
1: Have you? Did you see the the uh, season finale of uh, Atlanta?
0: Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, my
1: God. (laughs) That show took me to drop my jaw in astonishment at least a dozen times over the course of, of what was it, an eight-episode season? That season finale was
0: unbelievable. I think, dude, um, again, this is my, uh, uh, upon further review thinking, this might be one of the maybe 15 best shows I've ever watched. Oh, I hundred
1: percent. I hundred percent agree. It,
0: with you. I, I mean, and I've seen a shitload of stuff, and I'm like, this might be one of those shows. I mean, yeah. it hasn't run its course. We got one more season left.
1: One more season. We'll get it in the fall. So this. Is yeah, man. Uh,
0: and it this. This season was really interesting because I mean, unlike the first couple of seasons, there there was no real like common storyline throughout the the, the the year. This is almost like an anthology this year.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right.
0: I, it was I really liked, uh, interesting and fascinating.
1: I like jumping back from you know paying attention to the main characters, Earn and Paperboy, and the delightfully weird Darius and Van. Mm-hmm. Uh, in I like them jumping into their lives, you know, in Europe, and then jumping into some stuff like reparations and the yeah. episode with Samuels and yeah, and, uh, yeah, uh, the the first one uh, episode. Uh, what was it? Three slaps. You know, I just I, yeah. I just, it's, it was such a good series, such great television, and I cannot wait for the final season. It's going to suck that it's gone, but I, I, I t- t- head tip to Donald Glover and that crew. I, yeah. I I love that that there's a a space where black people can be. I don't want to use the word weird, but I'm just going to use the word weird. You know, where we can we can we can sure. with, we can we can do different things and, and the television that. That that centers around us cannot necessarily be you know it can't be pigeonholed. You can't put a square peg in a hole. It's not
0: stereotypical at all because typically our our stuff is typically. Go ahead, go ahead, Rod.
1: I was just saying I'm cool with stereotypical at times. I'm I'm cool with hey man everything for everybody. I'm fine with
0: it. Yeah, I'm with it. Yeah, I think I mean typically you would see it's either you know the super black people who are all like lawyers and doctors or the hood black people like not a lot of stuff in between so atlanta really gives you a good mix of all that different blend i mean i think it's a better representation of the fact that black folks are not a monolith yep. in any way shape or form and sure. you get to see it on display on this show yeah. um there there's some oh that's what it was i don't know if you do this but do you read the the show descriptions?
1: Um, I do, and I remember them they are
0: hilarious. It
1: has nothing to do with the show.
0: <laughs> they are they're they're hilarious. Oh my god, they're so funny! Like if you're not paying attention, uh, anybody who's listening to this, if you go watch any episode of uh, Atlanta from this season, just read the description of the show. They. Are hilarious. They're literally a commentary on each episode. Yeah. This yeah. is Oscar. I mean, this is Emmy bait. Black and black, blah, 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 blah. It's so funny. It is so funny. That's, That's why I love it. Everything about it is creative and different. It's
1: what you. What I love about it. It's smart. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's smart without taking itself too seriously, and it doesn't. They don't beat you over the head with how smart it is or how smart they are. You know what I mean? It's just—it's just part of the deal. It's all baked in. It's just wonderful, wonderful television. I uh, want to get into some juice. Want to?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Oh, by the way, shout out Ray Liotta.
1: Oh yeah, man. Ray Liotta passed
0: Died away. Died age 7. The guy was one of the the best actors I've ever seen. Yeah. so good, so good.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, you know what? I believe a lot of people are gonna be watching Goodfellas this weekend. Just I mean,
0: how can you not?
1: That's like a
0: that that for me is uh, sort of an annual ritual. I have to. There's a handful of movies that I feel like I need to watch at least once a year: Goodfellas, Die Hard, uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back, sure. uh, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, the original, well, and yeah. Seven. I I watch those movies every year, every year. You know, I what, love that, Goodfellas.
1: That list got dark at the end. I just want to tell you.
0: I'm a, dark, I'm a dark. guy. I'm a very dark.
1: Heaven, <laughs> damn! Did you?
0: Did you hear? Uh, you, did you hear the story that Denzel Washington was supposed to star in that movie? No. No. Yes, Denzel was offered uh, the Morgan Freeman role in that film. And he said, yeah, I got the script, and they offered it to me. And I said, I had to tell my agent, like, I can't do it. That film is too demonic. (laughs) And so he passed on the role. And then he was like, oh, because the question was, was there a film that you regretted not taking? Uh He said, yeah. He's like, in hindsight, I probably should have taken that one. But that being said, Morgan Freeman did a hell of a job.
1: Do you know off the top of your head, was that decision made before or after he did training day?
0: Oh, that was long before training Day. Long okay. before training Day, Cause, uh, Yeah. because seven like seven was ninety seven was ninety five. I think okay. so. It was like six years before Train day. Training Day was 2001?
1: Uh, I mean, two thousand I, I have no idea. I'm I'm something, much like much
0: to- something like that. Something like that
1: believe what you're saying and now that i am trying to think about it yet. Yeah, training day. <laughs> But I asked that question because not that necessarily uh training day was a a a film as uh, as dark as seven, but that role in training day in which you won an Oscar for that role in training day is that crooked PCP smoking cop. Yeah that was uh, that was that was a heavy that was a yeah. heavy role for Denzel who at the time was doing yeah. stuff that was a lot more let's say high minded.
0: Yeah, I'm 100%. He was doing a lot of good, good guy stuff. A lot yeah, of good guy stuff.
1: Good and
0: dudes. I like it when they do that. I, the reason I went to see it was because oh, Denzel's going to be a bad guy? Oh, oh yeah. cool. I'm going to check this out.
1: I, I think that's why everyone who fancy themselves a Denzel fan, and I'm, and I'm talking mm-hmm. specifically about the black community. We have a special yeah. we, we, we feel a certain way about Denzel. He is he's yep. royal. No, 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 no. Denzel ain't royalty. He's, he's, he's a deity. In, in the black yeah. community, Denzel can do no wrong. Um, yeah. And I think we all ingested training day, whether it was to go see it at the movie or wait for it, you know, come out on video, or if you got it bootleg, um you <laughs> have, have to see Denzel as a bad guy because we've never yeah. seen Denzel as a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And I. You know, considering that he played Malcolm X, his role in glory in a Devil in a Blue Dress, which is a great underrated movie. So many roles I didn't know.
0: Underrated.
1: Oh. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a classic in my book. The one he's going mm. to be remembered for and probably his most quoted movie is yep. that role in Training Day.
0: Yep, show sure is. That's a good point. It show is his most quoted film. Yeah. Alright, uh, speaking of Crooked Cops, if you want to get into this juice... Wow. <laughs> um, <you know. laughs> Our transitions today have been not- <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, it, it, this is a uh, this is a big philosophical question, and it comes from a couple of weeks. It's weird how these shootings tend to come in bunches.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I'm just thinking back now of the past decade or so, they, it's always bunches like, oh, once one, it's almost like when people die in threes, that whole thing. It's like these shootings tend to come in bunches. And we we bitch and we moan about it. We get upset. We lament our position, uh, whatever that position may be, or either on, on the side of control or the side of Second Amendment, whatever it is. I just, I'm at the point where I'm starting to wonder is it even worth it? Is it even worth having a discussion? Maybe we should just simply accept that this is a part of American life and American culture because it doesn't seem like there's ever going to be anything done to change it. And I don't see, I see you, I, I see the people and the general population would like to try to do something about it. But as long as the people who are running the country, and who are managing the country and who are creating the laws? They don't seem to be too motivated to do anything about it. I I can't see I can't see this ever 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 changing. And that sounds really fucking pessimistic, but I just don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. I just feel like maybe we should just start to accept this and plan a life where this is a, a common occurrence in America, and we should plan on it that way.
1: I I think people have. Uh, accepted it, but you're always going to have people, and I don't know the number, how great or small it is, but you're going to have a number of people who are just going to say I'm I, I I can't. And are those people? Are they younger people? Are they older? Are they older people? We don't know, but I, I, I just we we're, we're not going to in mass just give up. I I I I don't believe that. I'm of the hope. And this is me being very naive. I am of the hope that we will not waste this opportunity, and we will not have these these children die in vain with this this, this shooting, as we did after Sandy Hook, where
0: mm-hmm. we
1: were just as sad, we were just as outraged, and we didn't do a goddamn thing about it. Matter of fact, it got worse. Um, yeah. I, I'm 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 going to retain the little optimism I have as an adult in the United States of America and say. <laughs> time um and, and maybe it's the young people that uh that do it because I do think the older you are the more you're kind of set in your ways and you decide that's just the way it is that's the way it's gonna be and I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna protect me and mine that's the best yeah I, you know what I don't fault people for having that uh for having that mindset um because when in times of crisis you know, it is almost human nature for, for people to, to close ranks or, and, and go within themselves or within their their family structure or what have you. But I think it's also human nature that when you see something wrong, when you see injustice or outrage or just bad, I think it's human nature that people want to do something about it. Do we have enough of those people right now? Is this different than the previous school shootings in Santa Fe, Texas and Columbine, obviously. Park and-
0: Parkland and
1: Thank you, everyone. Oh. About that one, probably forgetting about some some others, uh, some other school shootings, unfortunately, because there have been unfortunately so many. Um, I, I I I hope this opportunity is not wasted, and I hope these people were not uh, were not slaughtered uh, in uh, in vain. Um, you know, it's 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 going to be a combination of outrage and activism and voting. This November is going to be very interesting. Um, mm if uh, if the ghouls in uh, the Republican Party who are awash in NRA money to see if these people are finally frog marched out of Washington um, we got to get the NRA stranglehold off of our government we got to get the gun manufacturers stranglehold their money uh, 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 off of our governments. Um, and is that problem bigger than just simply voting I don't know but really, that's our issue: is is yeah. that gun manufacturers and the NRA have bought are, 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 are Republican, in particular, the politicians, and uh, because they're bought and paid for, they are spouting uh, the 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 party line, the company line, and that's yeah. why this country is uh, is awash in guns and gun violence.
0: And I, I, my my pessimism comes from the fact that you and I know this. The country knows this, uh, and the country wants, uh, based on every single poll I see, the little things we're talking about changing from a law perspective, uh, 90% of the nation is for, and yet we don't seem to care enough to elect the people who will enact those laws. This is why I feel so pessimistic about it. We are not talking about things that people aren't aware of. They just don't seem to care. Yeah, because that's why we keep electing people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, David Nunez. I mean, we keep putting these people in office, yeah. and I'm, that's uh, that's that's where my cynicism, my pessimism comes from. It's like we, as a nation, every poll shows it. We all want the same things. We want common sense uh, gun laws. We want it. We're for it, but we don't go out and elect it.
1: Yeah, but if if. I think there are some politicians, some Republican politicians, they, they, they see the horror that's going on, but again, because they've taken the money from the, from the gun manufacturers and the NRA, and because their constituents in these, these red, many of these places, rural or at least suburban uh, areas, uh, they are gun happy, they don't want to go against their constituents. This is politicians, their whole deal, they're not there to make our lives better. They're there for two reasons, to enrich themselves and keep getting elected so they can continue to enrich themselves. And if you are a Republican Republican, uh, politician, let's just say a congressman or woman in a a deep red, somewhat rural district, uh, but it has a decent amount of population, if you come out for common sense gun laws, you're going to lose your job. They're not going to do that these politicians because they want to keep their job. It is ugly. It is craven, but that's the political, that's the political uh, system we have that these people want to keep getting elected. So they can keep getting yeah. this much And the way they're going to, they want to keep, they're going to keep getting elected is telling the people that will vote for them, everything yeah. they want here, which is I'm not going to let them take your guns and, yeah. and, and, and all that other nonsense that those people uh, believe in and want to hear. Once we get some politicians, and this is where the pessimism comes in for me, because I don't think it's going to happen. But once mm. we get some politicians who have that R next to their name to say, you know what, I'm done with this nonsense. I'm I'm, I'm here for, pros, for common sense gun laws, and I'm not going to take money from the gun manufacturers in NRA. Once we get some of those people to do that, then maybe things will change from a political standpoint to get some common sense gun legislation in. But as soon as they do that, they going to get tossed out on their ass and another pro gun nut who's more than willing to take the money from the NRA and from the gun manufacturers is going to step up and go, I'll be that person for you. There's yep. our problem that yep. one part of this country, one party in this country is beholden to gleefully beholden to the gun manufacturers, their money, and the NRA. Yeah. And nothing seemingly is going to change that perspective for them.
0: And it's interesting because uh, when you look at a map of where all these uh, school shootings take place, <clears throat> and I know they like to tout how gun laws are ineffective. Just look at Chicago. Yeah, well, you, if you look you look at where the mass these mass shootings take place, they take place primarily in cities. That have very low restrictions right. on guns.
1: Well, yeah, but places where you can just go and buy a gun as, as easily That's as what you it can is. go buy a, uh, a pack of gum. And for all yeah. that bullshit and 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 that asshole Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, uh, said this since, it's a couple of days ago. Well, you know, you look at Chicago, you look at LA, you look at New York, you see the gun buy. The guns that are that that have flooded the streets of our inner cities, particularly in Chicago. Those guns come from out of the state of Illinois. Yep. They come from Mississippi. Yep. They come from yep. Indiana. They come from other places. Those guns are illegal, and the flow of illegal guns should be stopped. No doubt about that. But they don't care mm-hmm. about black people in inner city Chicago. They don't because if they did, they don't stop the flow of illegal guns. But the matches don't take place in places where you can get AR-15s easily and cheaply. That's where that happens. And these people are taking these guns into supermarkets, into schools and what have you, and they are killing people, which is what those weapons are designed to do. So miss me with absolute false bullshit of, well, they they got guns in Chicago and they don't have gun stores there and people are getting killed. It's a completely, totally different scenario. And I, I hope people educate themselves on that, but they probably won't.
0: No, they won't because they, it's very easy to sort of, I mean, even you think about the police, now you're hearing stories about how these police are, what, are the, what, what do they used to say, Rod? The, the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun? Well, apparently the good guys with the guns didn't do a goddamn thing for about an hour. They literally let children be shot to death. I was reading a story today, or I actually watched a story today where um, I guess the kids were calling from yeah, 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 the, the yeah. classroom. It's, why aren't you coming to help us? And these kids yeah. are being murdered. Like what happened to all this fake tough guy bravado sort of uh, action star bullshit that you guys are supposed to be so great at? What happened to the good guys with the guns? It's
1: infuriating and it's heartbreaking and now they're 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 gaslighting people saying that well the teacher had the, the door open and that's a violation of policy. Like you, you you're trying to you're trying to blame it on the teacher. Um and yeah. it's just it, it's it's sickening is is what it yeah. is. Um, and you know, now we should, well, now we gotta, we gotta arm the teachers. They've been spouting that bullshit. It's like arm the teachers who, who got guns, whose job it is supposed to serve or protect. And they, they seemingly have not done that or did not do that when, when duty called, but you, you, you want to give teachers guns? Like, come on. It's just, it's so yeah. ridiculous and it's so nonsensical that it just makes you shake your head. And 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 almost chuckle to yourself, but it's real life.
0: Like these these oh are my actual
1: from actual fucking adults, man. People yeah. who are supposed yeah. to be in charge. Come on. People who are
0: supposed to be, these are supposed to be thinkers. <laughs> these are supposed to be thinkers, Rod. Armed guards at the schools and all this shit. I mean, now we want to have one entrance and one exit. Get, what are we talking about? How does this make thing. any sense?
1: This is, and we're talking about specifically the, the, these politicians in Texas: uh, Dan Patrick, Greg Abbott, the Lieutenant Governor, and Governor, uh, and and other uh, high-ranking Texas politicians. You know, saying we should, we need to arm teachers, we need better mental health uh, care, even though they've cut millions, hundreds of millions of dollars from mental health services in Texas. Right. Uh, and and also, you know, one entrance, one exit. These are the exact same things they said. You can look it up. These are the exact same things they said after the high school shooting in Santa Fe, Texas, not too far away from Houston a few years ago. These are yep. the exact same fucking things they said.
0: That's the right. Exact same things. That's right.
1: They have no That's solution. Right. They don't want to be problem solvers. They don't want to help. Nope. They don't care. But they got to get voted out. They got to get voted out in yep. in Texas. That's
0: what it's going it, to take. It
1: is clue to these people voted out in Texas. The Republican Party has a stranglehold over Texas, as they do over Florida, as they would like to have in California. And thankfully, they don't. I just pray to to, to God that, that maybe just maybe this is the thing that changes things in Texas. But the Republican Party has a very strong grip on Texas politics. Yeah.
0: And these folks do not care about people. It's about their no, money. It's no. about they care about a lot of things. They care about their money. They care about their guns. They care about their they God. They care about all these things, but they don't care about people at they all. Care about,
1: they care about about their people, and and what's not that, being talked about, and, and I think it's coming is Uvalde is a, is a is a heavily uh, uh, Hispanic town, um, yeah. and that school was uh, was overwhelmingly Hispanic, and. Um, Yeah, so that that's it it makes you think. It sure makes you think. And if 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 you add racism to this already sad and horrifying uh, situation of of gun violence and little kids being slaughtered because politicians are too craving to do the right thing, if you add race race to it, it's just, it's enough to make you want to drink the day.
0: Yeah, man, I hate to sit and 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 I shouldn't even have to, but it's it's sad that I even have to think about. Damn, maybe if that was like a bunch of little blonde children in there, maybe they would have bust in there to save them all.
1: Maybe maybe they would have
0: rushed the building.
1: Uh, And I
0: uh, I like to think not, but it's actually not a crazy question to ask.
1: No, it's it's not scary. But you know those kids in Sandy Hook, Connecticut, they were. Always, so I, it's just you know the overwhelming. Yeah. But
0: I'm 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 saying I'm saying the response from the police, like no, they I'm, went I'm, right on in. I'm, they I'm went right it. They went right on in Sandy Hook.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. No, you're right about that. And it's just that it's the, the 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 final word is the best word from again from Steve Kerr, Warriors head coach, is that yes, it's a mental health issue, but it is gun violence in this country, is a public health issue, and when we start to treat it as such. Um, maybe things will, will get better but again this is where the pessimism comes in we do such a poor job with with public health in this country I don't know if that's yeah, going to make a difference so hey have a great weekend everybody
0: <laughs> happy Happy <laughs> Memorial Day
1: <laughs> was there such a thing I don't know I don't
0: know <laughs> um, this is a good show today yeah, man. Good show. Good
1: show. Good show. Um, Good show today. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, another, uh, another quality hang. Uh, such a great time as always. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, please uh, follow us on Twitter at quality hang at quality hang pod. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on the kicking of the talk. Uh, hit us up. <laughs> on email. Is it, uh, is it quality hang in gmail.com? I believe it is. You would think I would know this,
0: but. Qualityhangpod at gmail.com.
1: Qualityhangpod at, at uh, gmail.com. Mark, it's uh, as always the man It's a blast, my friend. Indeed, it's Quality Hang.
0: Love you, brother. All
1: right, man. Love like to you too, man. Be well. See ya!